It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, Luke, Rachel, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. Uh, it's hard to believe the last day of January. Uh, time is just, my father would always say, time waits on no one. And he is absolutely correct. And uh, my father passed on beginning of December. I do miss him, but I do love the dadisms that I get to share with all of you. Thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. They've been great sponsors of the show for many years and really do appreciate them. And since it is Wednesday, that means it is Wings Day at Hooters Restaurants. And that means uh, if you buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And how I got to know them, it's a really important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism and PBIs trying to exert control and power over people going after their their hopes and dreams. And you can find that whole story at my website. Uh, let's get into it here. There's a lot of news out there. But, uh, before we do that, though, the website is Kim Munson. That's M-O-N. SON.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. We typically only send out one email each week on Sundays to highlight our upcoming guests and our most recent essays. And you need to go over and see the image at the website that Zach created for uh, Rick Turnquist's uh, piece, Exactly Wrong. Uh, or Democrat, or let's see, uh, Exactly Wrong Democrats and Energy. And uh, there's all kinds of little nuances in there. And that will lead us to our very first headline. And that is XL Energy proposes 127 million natural gas rate increase in Colorado. Now, as we know, Colorado is rich in natural gas. But Governor Polis and uh, his appointees, all of his bureaucracies, and uh, the Colorado State Legislature are trying to shut down the oil and gas industry, uh, and also the coal industry. And if they do so, uh, what we've had as affordable, reliable, efficient, and abundant energy will become more expensive and eventually might even disappear. And so here we are, Excel Energy. Uh, this means that it would raise your average res residential bill by around 9.5%. And uh, again, this is because of public policy. 
And they go on to say, it says, our 2024 gas rate proposal is driven largely by investments in the safety and reliability of the existing gas infrastructure that have already been serving customers by the time of feeling, filing of this case. Uh, that actually, I don't think is true. I think that what has really uh, been occurring is this push to um, win industrial wind and industrial solar, which is not reliable. It's not efficient, uh, and it's not affordable, and uh, so you're seeing those costs are being pushed onto the consumer, and that is going to really hurt people a lot, and uh, so again, that is a headline that just came out, and let me just give you the news source on that. I think it was KDVR. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different different ones out there. Yeah, this was from KDVR. Okay, so moving on. Uh, <clears throat> that's why I will mention a climate conversation documentary is so important. It is the project of Walt Johnson. He is a geophysicist, and he wanted to bring in experts and have a real conversation about climate change and uh, just what these public policies are going to do. And so be sure and check out a climate conversation dot com climateconversation.com and i will mention the other documentary uh artclubmovie.com and had kevin lundberg on yesterday and he was the director of that as well it's regarding the story of aaron and john lee's daughter 12 years old new in school shy invited to art club and it was not art club it was actually a transgender um indoctrination session and uh, we th- many people think that's there's no way that that can be happening at my school, but it is happening in both suburban and rural schools throughout America. And so parents need to be very vigilant. But the agenda on this whole transgender thing is it's coming like a freight train. And uh, as as you all know, I am the president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, which means that we're looking at all of the legislation that is introduced each or is uh, scheduled for a hearing each week. And then we look at our Colorado Union of Taxpayers pledge and uh, determine different pieces of legislation that we should review and take positions on. But with that, I get to see all of the bills that are scheduled for hearing. And just this last week, there were three uh, pro-transgender pieces of legislation that are scheduled for hearing this week. And transgender is actually, it's men wanting to to dress up like women, wanting to be women. Uh, it's, uh, it's really a fringe kind of thing, but we're seeing that they're trying to mainstream this. And ultimately what happens is it cancels, uh, our girls, uh, Leah Thomas, uh, I hate to say Leah Thomas. It's the man that is wanting to swim in women's sports is actually suing to see if he can compete in the, uh, Olympics in women's sports. This is madness. This is so against nature's law. Uh, the foundational nature's law. Uh, I, I don't think there's any place else in nature that we have uh, males wanting to be females and when, and uh, trying to use public policy to force that through. So anyway, artclubmovie.com, and that's artclubmovie.com. Be sure and check that out as well. Let's see, our word of the day. Oh, I'm going to mention America's Veterans Stories. Uh, we recorded the interview earlier this week with Brian O'Connell, 
He's a veteran of the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts wars, and uh, that will broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m., so you will want to check that out. Continuing on, and that is our word of the day is devolve. Uh, or devolve, and that is D-E-V-O-L-V-E, devolve. It's an intransitive verb. Number one, it could be to pass on or delegate to another. Two, to cause to roll onward or downward. Or three, to be passed on or transferred to another. And I would say that uh, the Biden administration, along with the Polis administration and the Mike Johnson administration, mayor of, of Denver, is uh, causing our beautiful city to devolve into chaos. Uh, last night, my friends, I went into Denver. I had a an event, and I wanted to say thanks to my friends, Russ and Chris Haas. Uh, actually, uh, they um, had organized, um, I want to get this right, I'm not Catholic, but um, uh, a mass, and my father, who just passed on, and they prayed for him at this mass. It was really, really interesting. It was from the Byzantine um, component of the Catholic Church, and it was really fascinating. And so many young people, I was really surprised about that. But as I was at the corner, uh, coming off of I twenty five at University, you know, and that's just heading into on down to Cherry Creek. Du is just to the south. My friends, the trash was unbelievable. And this idea that we give stuff to people for free without them having to earn it. Uh, and so we have people standing on the street corner while the, the streets are so dirty. Somehow we need to figure out to, to give everybody a broom and a dustpan and a trash bag. And we need to go to work on cleaning up this city. It was, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, what is happening to our beautiful American cities under the tutelage of radical activist Democrats. Uh, and uh, I was just shocked. I've loved this city, and I was just shocked at the amount of trash that there was. Okay, let's see. So that was the word of the day. To, the quote of the day, I went to Javier Malay, who is uh, the new president of Argentina, He's an Argentine politician and economist and served as uh, president of Argentina since December of 2023. He's taught university courses in macroeconomics, economic growth, microeconomics, and mathematics for economists. He's an author on eco economics and politics and also hosted radio pro programs on the subject. He was born in 1970. And uh, in this first hour, our featured guests are uh, two women that... Uh, uh, are from Latin America, and they're, we're going to be talking about Malay and also, um, you know, just what what they have left uh, regarding the countries where they left and what what they're concerned about with America. But this is what he said. And again, I, many of you may have seen the YouTube video of his speech in at the World Economic Forum, where he basically just shakes down all of these terrible policies. But he said, today is the end of Argentina's decline. Today is the end of the model of an omnipresent state that impoverishes Argentines. And so, again, that is Javier Malay. The next thing is our bill of the day, which is Senate Bill 24-050. Uh, and it is the Colorado Workforce Demonstration Grants Pilot Program. 
and uh, I think there's two words there that are important, grants and pilot. Uh, many times what they're, they're just kind of putting the camel's nose under the, the tent with these pilot programs, which will become permanent programs. But they do that so that maybe they don't even have to look at the fiscal notes for the future. And then grants. Uh, what that means is the government is taking from someone else to, uh, taking from someone to give to someone else. And uh, government doesn't create jobs, and government doesn't really know how to create uh, jobs as well. And so these ideas that you would have workforce programs where government is training people to work, uh, what we need to do is reduce rules, regulations, taxes, so that businesses can go out and hire people and train people for their particular needs. And then there will be an actual trade of value uh, between the worker who is offering their time and their expertise to the employer and the employer is giving them a job so that we can create goods and services. And uh, so, again, this is, uh, I think, very unnecessary. The fiscal year, the, as I look at the fiscal note, doesn't look like it's that much. It's just a half million dollars and uh, basically a half full-time employee. But this will morph into something bigger. And once again, this is not government's proper role to be training people for jobs. So we'll continue on with headlines and some things uh, regarding this day in history. We do the d this show. And, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention because I was thinking a lot about this. Uh, there is just a really, I think, a movement here in Colorado that is trying to divide people on, um, I think, between the unaffiliated Republicans, conservatives. And in doing so, that means that the Republican operative consultants keep their power, and they have really been in bed with the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party. And so I want you to know that we are going to focus on the show here on issues, not personalities. And um, I think that that's just really important that we will go to our foundational principles, believing in the sanctity of the individual, property rights, and individual liberty. And we will look at each of these issues, as I mentioned, freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. And socialism is not about free stuff. That's the carrot to get people to vote for it. But the government government cannot give to someone that they've not taken from someone else. And if people are on the receiving end now, uh, beware, because at some point in time, you'll be on the uh, coercion side at some point. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, opportunities, or lives. And force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable, and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or this agenda of the, the World Economic Forum using climate change as the hammer to uh, to basically take away the choices of everyday people. And so we will continue to focus on issues on not people or personalities. And uh, one of the great sponsors of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. They want us to feel safe and well-served and to understand our insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to our call or text 24 hours a day. So like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. That number is 303-795-8855. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight? 
First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, and I don't think I spelled the word of the day, devolve. That's D-E-V-O-L-V-E. Your challenge is to use the word devolve in a sentence today. So let's see. I wanted to get the, I decided one of the things I'm going to do regarding these headlines is go to some of these uh, very uh, progressive um, news sources to find out what they uh, really are, are talking about. And so I went to Politico, I went to Politico and this is one of the first headlines there. It says Democrats risk a new progressive rebellion as Biden embraces a border deal. It says the left isn't fuming as loudly about the bipartisan immigration talks as it is about the Israel Hamas war yet. But, um, <laughs> okay. Hey, Joe. I just want to make sure that um, <clears throat> I'm hearing you and Isabella were getting her on in my ear, but that's not going out over the uh, air, is it? I just want to make sure we're doing something new with our uh, clean feed. Okay, great. Wonderful. So I'm going to continue on here. Live radio is always interesting. And uh, this is, again, this is from Politico. It says, progressives are frustrated with President Joe Biden for embracing the bipartisan border security deal that's emerging in the Senate. And they're starting to rage against it more loudly. It's not the only area where the left is fuming at the Biden administration. It's the handling of the uh, Israel-Hamas war has uh, sparked public protests by progressive activists for months. Once the border deal sees the light of day, however, liberal anger is likely to boil over. So my friends, I think that is so interesting. We're seeing that from Politico, that there are those that are really pushing to keep this um, this border open. And I think that probably this is our next headline from Politico regarding uh, Mayorkas. It says, House panel advances impeachment articles against Mayorkas. 
You know, my friends, this is, seems like it's a little late to finally get something done regarding the border after there have been uh, millions of people that have come across the border. We don't know who has come across the border. Granted, there are those that are coming because they want a better life, but we need to figure out a way for people to come here legally that are looking for the American dream. But we know that there are, are probably children that are being trafficked. There are women that are being raped. Their cartels are um, controlling a lot of the border. Uh, there are people that have, uh, are coming across the border for free stuff, which that is going to, that's not sustainable. Uh, and it's not sustainable for the American people. And we know that there are bad guys that have come across the border as well. But finally, as the House's panel is advancing impeachment articles against uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, it, uh, from a, a political standpoint, Biden's not serious about really doing anything about the border. Uh, but that, again, this is from Politico. A couple of things. This has come in on the... Um, on on the, uh, the text line, and I, I think this is Gammy. She said, there's one person to blame for Cherry Creek area trash, and that is Governor Polis. He's the one that is allowing everything while the legislature also can do something. He's the leader of the Democrat Party that is running everything into the ground in Colorado right now. I'm paraphrasing some of this. And it's time that we start to say no. Um, and... Um, Again, then this is from another listener. It says grants are a bad substitute for a proper budget. Oh, this is Mark in Black Forest, and he's right. And then another one, workforce programs using tax dollars to destroy our small businesses even more. Uh, government is overreaching into commer commerce, and they have no right. And um, then again, Mark says the workforce does not belong to the government. They do not own the workforce. So, again, those are really important uh, things to to note. Uh, I mentioned Excel is uh, asking for an almost ten percent increase in natural gas prices, and you're going to see that in your energy bills. What what about how about we be working towards reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy uh, and power that everyday people then can use that to go after their hopes and dreams. Uh, let's see. Next thing again, I went to. Okay, it went to Politico for a number of different uh, items here. Um, and the next one I find interesting, and this is, it says, again, Politico, this is from the left. RFK Jr. is still drawing more backing from Trump donors, even as an independent. And um, I, I am concerned that he may pull some of the voters from Trump. Uh, and uh, although I think he'll probably pull Democrat voters as well. Uh, next headline, this, uh, one of our listeners sent this over. This is from Yahoo Finance. And Jamie Dimon with Chase, it says, mounting U.S. debt will eventually spark a rebellion in the global markets. Well, I think he's absolutely right. I also wonder where the heck he's been as the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, um, because, uh, you know, he's very influential. He should be talking on both sides of the aisle about um, the, um, you know, this out of control debt, this out of control spending. And he says it is a cliff. We see the cliff. It's about 10 years out and we're going 60 miles an hour. Well, with that, we need to be doing something about it. And uh, so, and again, I wonder where he was, was with, I, I didn't really see him on any of these 
big spending bills a few years ago, the infrastructure bill or any of the rest of that uh, regarding, you know, let's get this under control. And he's very influential. Uh, next thing, uh, Kristen Cinema, or is it Kirsten? Uh, Arizona senator. She left the Democrat Party and is an independent. And it's Kirsten. And it says Sen- uh, Senator Kirsten Cinema's uh, independent Arizona fundraising cratered to her lowest quarterly total yet this cycle as she stares down an April deadline to file for reelection. Says uh, she raised just. $595,000 in the final three months of 2023, according to her campaign finance report. That is less than one-fifth of the total that her main Democrat challenger, Representative Ruben Gallegos, said his campaign raised during the same period. Her likely Republican challenger, Carrie Lake, reported raising $2 million. And so Cinema, who left the Democrat Party in December of 2022, has not decided if she will seek re-election yet. She does have $11 million in her campaign account. Uh, so it's so interesting. I say that Colorado is at the tip of the spear, which is true. But I think that there is a lot going on uh, in, um, in Arizona as well. Let's see. Next thing. Oh, I find that this super interesting and uh, this, again, a t- uh, headline from Politico says a recipe for violence, election officials on edge for ruling from the Georgia judge. And says uh, five years ago, U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg won plaudits of from U.S. election officials for forcing Georgia to ditch its electronic voting machines because they were too susceptible to hacks. Now Totenberg is weighing a similar order against the state's new machines, only this time a slew of election officials are begging her not to do so. Says current and former officials from both parties at the local, state and federal level argue that Georgia's current voting machines are far less prone to sabotage than their uh, predecessors, which didn't produce any sort of paper record. But most of all, more than a dozen officials stressed their dread that ordering changes just months ahead of the 2024 presidential vote could undermine trust in the election, overwhelming local election officials and emboldening election deniers all in one breath. Um, I think let's go back to that first sentence. Current, and uh, it goes on to say these officials are far less prone to sabotage than their predecessors. So I think what we, the word there is, is uh, it kind of indicates that both are prone to sabotage. And so maybe we need to uh, really take a look at not using those voting machines if they are both prone to sabotage. So we'll just leave that hanging out there. Uh, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation uh, as we are seeing the tearing down of our memorials and our monuments. Now more than ever, it's important that we work together to raise the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial, which is at Six and Colfax. It's the official Marine Memorial. We're going to talk with Paula Sarles uh, in the second hour about an event for uh, Colorado women veterans. But my friends, you can get more information about the USMC Memorial Foundation by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Show comes to you because of our sponsors. One of those is Karen Levine. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. 
Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. A recent report notes that the number of children diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder is consistently and dramatically increasing. This is heartbreaking. If your child or grandchild or someone you know has been diagnosed with autism or ADHD following exposure to Tylenol or acetaminophen during pregnancy, call Boson Law at 303-999-9999. Boson Law is a Colorado-based law firm who has been fighting Big Pharma for over 20 years. Call now at 303-999-9999 for a free, no-obligation review of your potential claim. Call now at 303-999-9999. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea. You should not need force to implement it. And also, my friends at the show, we focus on issues, not people and personalities. So we're going to uh, uh, delve deep into these issues, look at them through this lens of freedom versus force, and uh, try to help you get your brain around these issues, as well as uh, me as well. So uh, I'm very pleased to have on the line with me uh, two women who I, I'm just very excited to talk with them about what is happening Kind of globally, and what's ha- and what that means also here in America. So I want to welcome Esteban Hernandez Ramos and Isabella Patriota. And uh, first of all, Esteban, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is uh, great to have you, and uh, and then Isabella, welcome. It's great to have you as well. Thank you for having me here. It's such a pleasure. Okay, Isabella, let's start with you because you're out of the the country. And so tell us a little bit about you, Isabella. Uh, My name is Isabella. As you said, I am Brazilian originally. I'm based in the U.S. and I always come to to Brazil during the holiday season and I stay a little bit until February. And I am a lawyer here in Brazil and I'm part of a community, an organization, a nonprofit called the Ladies of Liberty Alliance. Our, Our goal is to spread the ideas of liberty, especially within women. So, and we are in many countries, we are chapter-based, we're in over 40 countries, especially in Latin America. Isabella, what do you think um, about, now, so America is your home, correct? But you, uh, are, are you a citizen of uh, America? Um, and you grew up in Brazil, so tell us a, a little bit more about that. Okay, I am not a citizen yet, but I hope I will be one day. And I moved to the U.S. in 2019 to be an intern in a think tank 
the Cato Institute based in Washington, D.C. And yes, I grew up in Brazil. I, go, I grew up in a very poor uh, city, but uh, my family was always uh, very driven and they gave me the best um, studies opportunities. So thanks to that, I learned English and um, I applied to many opportunities in the U.S. So I moved to the U.S. I, was, I applied to many jobs in the U.S. I was still living in Brazil and uh, it was how it happened to me. So, and currently I work for the Ladies of Liberty Alliance, spreading the American values because they've changed my life and uh, we believe that we should be uh, spreading these values and these ideas of individual liberty and free markets across the world. And how is the response in these 40 different countries as you are talking about the foundational principles of America? Is there are people starting to understand these principles? I actually think, Isabella, that we in America don't understand these principles. Uh, and you've seen from both countries. What do you think? Yes, I, I agree with you. People don't uh, many times how I feel in the U.S. is that people take for granted many of the uh, amazing, amazing things that we can live in the U.S. For instance, uh, this is something that I you were, we were talking about immigration earlier, and uh, in the U.S. sometimes they are trying to push some policies that have failed in countries like mine. For instance, um, paid parent leaving in the, in Brazil it is uh, regulated. Uh, women have six months of paid parent leaving. And what I always say to my American colleagues that are trying to approve these policies, for instance, is that you don't see any American, female American, any woman from the U.S. going to Brazil to enjoy the paid parent living there. But you see many people trying uh, to come to the U.S. illegally, as we were saying, to cross the border of uh, facing all sorts of danger in their lives, risking their family, their children, and they don't have that. So many times it is hard to explain um, basic economics and, and basic um, principles that make America great. It, it is very hard. So across the world, many times it seems that we're sold out, we're, we're sold to the Americans and that they are paying us to spread the values because they are imperialistic and they want us to be their colony. I feel like that in Brazil a lot. And anytime that I'm back to Brazil, this is the most asked question that I get all the time is that if I feel um, rejected or if I feel xenophobia against me, and I always say no because they, they be, in, in America, as we were saying earlier here too, as long as you were in the U.S. and you embrace the values and you work hard and uh, even if you have a heavy accent like I do, Americans don't really care about it. They care if you're working hard and if you're giving results. It is not about And so this is something that I try to explain around the world. And many times people believe that the government is the one who is going to be giving you free stuff, free education, free health care. And uh, it is very hard to explain. And what makes America great is that we are free to thrive. Uh, very well said, Isabella. Esteban, uh, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, uh, I'm the editor-in-chief of a media outlet called Contrapoder News, 
I'm also the host of a, two podcasts, one called Contra Poder 3.0 and the other one is How Viva La Derecha. Um, I graduated uh, in economics and political science at Florida International University. And I am a citizen of of the United States, even though you can tell by my accent that I wasn't born here. Um, so I agree with everything that Isabella says regarding like, the culture here and the opportunities that, that we see uh, in America. And what is your country of origin, Esteban? I'm from Venezuela, so I know a little bit about socialism. I know a little bit about, uh, you know, getting everything for free. How actually that develops into losing all your freedoms. Uh, when you start asking government to get more involved in that is a war on individuals. And I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, let's say, worried of people embracing those ideas here in the U.S., but I think that we can actually win this battle. Well, and Venezuela used to be a thriving uh, uh, country. I, I mean, I remember stories of Caracas was just a, you know, a thriving, beautiful city. And it's not anymore. And my understanding is that there are a lot of Venezuelans that are coming across the border illegally um, because things are pretty bad in Venezuela, from what I understand, Esteban. That is right. Uh, let's keep in mind uh, that Venezuela is a country with 30 million people, about 8 million people uh, left uh, in different conditions. Some of us did it like legally. Some of them are just fleeing the country because of the whole situation. But think about it. Like it's over um, 25% of the population. Uh, if you put that in, in the U.S., that would be like an equivalent of, I don't know, about 60 million people probably. Uh, so, yeah, it is a crisis um, without the presence because we see other refugee uh, crises like the one in Ukraine or the one in Syria. Uh, but, like, those are countries that are at war, you know. Uh, they, they, they have other type of conflicts. So it actually makes sense that that happens. In Venezuela, we don't have that. We don't have any uh, armed conflicts. We don't have any anything related to war. It's just socialism. And, and, and you were saying it right. Uh, decades ago, Venezuela was, I believe, either the fourth or fifth economy when it came to GDP per capita. Uh, and I mean, that started changing because, obviously, of this uh, idea. So, Esteban, I'll pose this question to you first, and then I'll go to Isabella. What do you think about the open border, uh, our southern border uh, here in America, that open border? What do you think about it, and what do you think is a solution? And Esteban, I'll well, go to you first. Um, yes, I, I, I don't think that we should have an open border. Uh, I am actually a really pro-immigration person. I mean, I'm a, being an immigrant myself, I cannot... Uh, let's say deny the the right that people have to to move from their countries, but I think everything has to be following certain orders and, and laws. And when you have an open border, you have no idea who's coming in. Uh, and actually, as a Venezuelan, I can tell you this: uh, we have one of the like the, there is a criminal gang called El Trenderagua, which is actually from Venezuela, and they're now operating in Colombia, in Peru, in Chile, and even here in the U.S. The FBI recently confirm that information. They're operating in, in Doral recently, I believe a week ago. Uh, they killed somebody, like a member of this gang, and they're operating also in Chicago and in New York. So that happens when you actually don't know who's coming into the country. And having said that, I do believe that the immigration system here is collapsed, like it's not working, and that's why um, 
it is actually rewarding the people who are not following the laws. Why? Because if you go and, and present yourself to immigration, then they put so many obstacles for you to have a, a path, you know, to stay here legally. Now, when you come here legally, they, they don't care. Uh, they let you in. They don't know where you are. They don't know what you're doing. They don't know what you did before. So, in, in a sense, the system is actually promoting, like the system itself, is actually promoting this irregular uh, immigration. So, Isabella, uh, thank you, Esteban. Isabella, uh, what do you think about the open border on America's southern border, and uh, what is the solution? Okay, um, this is a very sensitive topic, and uh, not only because I am an immigrant myself, like Esteban, who is a great friend of mine, by the way. Uh, what I really believe <laughs> yeah. in uh, when I had the chance to to study this topic when I was in, in the Cato Institute is that once we make it hard to be a legal immigrant and uh, even to have unskilled jobs, for instance, to be a nanny, to be a cleaner, or any kind of job that you don't really need to be skilled, and you make it uh, hard, the consequences is, is what we see in the southern border in the USA. Currently, uh, the average of the illegal immigrants, they, they do not come from the southern border. They come by plane. They overstay their visas. And I, I do not support this kind of uh, situation. What I believe is the solution, talking about the solution in this case, is to make easier to have uh, workers here legally, there in the U.S. legally, they're looking for this kind of job because at the end of the day, we know that having uh, an unskilled uh, cleaner or um, somebody to do this kind of uh, uh, jobs, it is better to have people that are willing to do these jobs for fewer. We know that Americans, they are better paid and then they would charge more. So what I believe is the, is the solution is to, to turn it easy to be a worker legally in the U.S. I do not, I, I do believe in checking people. I don't think the border should be simply open to receive every everybody that we, as Esteban said, that we cannot screen. How do we know we're not letting in uh, a criminal or somebody involved in cartels or in any activity that is not legal in the U.S. or even bringing children or raping women, but when we don't let these people, they're desperate and have something to offer to the U.S., or not even uh, desperate, but when we turn it hard to have uh, the brains, as we say that we are trying to bring the brains to the U.S., when it's hard even to bring these brains, they go to China. I saw uh, some data. I'm not really following this topic that much. I know that's very important this year for the, for the election. This is the most important topic, but... The U.S. has been losing uh, the high-skilled immigrants and people involved in research to China because it is hard to keep this uh, workforce in the U.S. So my opinion is we should make easy to have legal uh, workers there not that have that have no criminal records to work legally in the U.S. I think this is a solution. Okay, this is super fascinating. And I, I'm talking with uh, Esteban Hernandez-Ramos and Isabella Patriota uh, regarding um, their countries of origin, Esteban from Venezuela, Isabel, Isabella from Brazil. 
And uh, and I want to talk about Javier Malay, who was um, elected president of Argentina, and uh, get your take on that as well. So we'll do that here in just a moment. Uh, and we have these discussions because of our sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmonson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Franktown Firearms is unlike any other gun store or range. My name is Tony, and I'll tell you why I first started going to Franktown, because my children wanted me to get comfortable with firearms. Franktown Firearms, it's not the kind of experience you get anywhere else. I'm not familiar with firearms, and they just took their time and really gave me the time of day to know that I was an appreciated customer of theirs. Tactical Fun Night is an absolute blast. To move and shoot, walk and reload and turn corners and hit moving targets. I've been to ladies' nights a few times, and the range safety officers um, helped my friend who I brought who'd never fired a gun before. I felt very comfortable. I could just shoot to my comfort level. I didn't have to show up anybody or no one was trying to show me up. They let us go to the range and try the firearms before we bought them. All of the staff there really took their time with me. After going in there for the first time, we realized we didn't need to look at any other gun stores. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And I'm talking with Isabella Patriota and Esteban Hernandez-Ramos. Uh, regarding, we talked about the southern border, and I want to talk about the new president of Argentina. But Isabella had talked about the values of America and how she is working with an organization, Ladies of Liberty, in 40 different countries to explain these foundational principles of America that have offered uh, this um, opportunity for everyday individuals to go after their hopes and dreams. And those are basic principles such as the sanctity of the individual, property rights, individual liberty, and liberty is the responsible exercise of freedom. And so I wanted to mention the Center for American Values, which is located in Pueblo. Uh, they're focusing on two different things. Uh, one is the Medal of Honor recipients uh, of our country. These are, are men who win when the situation presented itself, they took action. And uh, Drew Dix, who is a Medal of Honor recipient for actions he took in um, 
the Vietnam War during the Tet Offensive, which was going on right now, 1968. Uh, and he received or was awarded the Medal of Honor uh, for those actions. And then Brad Padula is an, an Emmy Award winning documentary maker. And they came together to create this very important uh, place, the uh, Center for American Values. And you can get more information about the center by going to AmericanValuesCenter.org. Uh, first of all, I'm going to go to Isabella Patriota. Uh, and first of all, Isabel and Esteban, Spanish is such a beautiful language. I know that I'm not giving your names justice, um, and I apologize on that, but I'm so pleased that you're here. Isabella, and is it Javier Malay? Is that how you say his name, the new president of Argentina? That's right. That's right. Javier Malay. You were saying it very right. Okay. This is sending reverberate, this election of Malay is sending reverberations throughout the world. And I saw a speech that he gave, I think, at the World Economic Forum. And, uh, and of course, in Spanish, it, it's just, I mean, it's just with all this, you know, this emotion and fervor. Uh, what do you think about his election in, in um, Argentina? Because clearly it sounds like he has these values of a, a values such as capitalism and free markets, and he stu- understands economics. So, what 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 do you think about this, Isabella? It was uh, unthinkable at, at first, and uh, very hard to believe that he got so far. And once he was elected, it gave us hope. In Brazil, uh, we are we're neighbors with Argentina. They are in our border, and. Uh, they used to be uh, wealthy as well, just like Venezuela was one day. Brazil was never that. Uh, Brazil was never there. We can never say that Brazil is one of these cases. But Brazil is pretty stable now. And uh, after so many years of communism in Venezuela, they didn't really see themselves as communists, but they were very lefty and um, state-driven. It was. It gave us hope that somebody with the values like, as you mentioned, free markets, property rights, was really elected because he was unapologetically uh, talking about that. He didn't, he didn't give any excuses to defend uh, that we should focus on individual rights and uh, property rights. So uh, we are hopeful. We know that, for instance, right now in Brazil, everybody who is against him is just talking about the negative results that he has given in one month when we know that it is not related to his government. And the first thing he said when he was in office, he, his first day, he said, Argentina doesn't have money. So it is going to be very hard in the upcoming years in his, uh, while he is in office to fix the situation there if, if he's going to fix whatsoever, what what. What the scenario in Argentina is very, very bad. They had last year 211 uh, per- percent of um, inflation, uh, inflation rate. So it is very hard to fix a situation like that. So baby steps, he's doing baby steps now. And uh, people uh, in Brazil, uh, it, is, it is funny because every step that he makes, people say, you see, now Argentina is worse when we know it's hard to be worse than what they were having. And they were trying to elect the Minister of Economy of uh, Argentina, whereas they were having such a bad economy um, since the, the last decade. So I am very hopeful. 
Uh, his speech was perfect, in my opinion, in Davos. And I really hope the best for Argentina right now, to our hermanos, as we call them. Well, it certainly is sending reverberations throughout the the, uh, the globe. Uh, Esteban, what's your um, thoughts about uh, Javier Malay as the new president of, of Argentina? Well, obviously, it's something that I celebrated a lot, and he's the first openly libertarian president of the world. At least he uses that term like to describe himself. Uh, he defends capitalism. He defends uh, individual freedoms. Uh, he defends everything that, that we stand for. And he's becoming this um, example and this phenomenon around the world. Like, it's not even in, in Argentina. It's not even in just Latin America. No. A lot of people are trying to replicate what he's doing. Uh, people are talking about him every single day here in the U.S., in Europe. Uh, like, you, you look at other, like, presidents. Um, always telling, you know, good stuff about Javier Milei. And, and I believe his, his case is really interesting because he got to power uh, not by lying, but by actually telling the truth, like by telling people, okay, these um, welfare programs, uh, we're going to end them. Uh, you guys are going to have to work uh, from now on, like for, for you to be able to to, to, to stand, you know, on your own feet. Um, we're going to reduce the size of government. We're not going to be like intervening or being an obstacle when it comes to uh, investing. Uh, we are not going to protect the national um, businesses uh, because like, there, are, uh, there are a lot of laws and a lot of regulations that um, basically didn't allow like, for free competition to, to, to take place in Argentina. And actually today, which is really interesting uh, that, that we're having this conversation today, uh, the Congress of Argentina is going to discuss uh, the main, um, I, I would say, the main package, you know, the, the main law that uh, Javier Milei is trying to pass, which is called La Ley Omnibus, where they have a bunch of privatizations, a bunch of um, deregulations. Like, like after today, we're going to see uh, many changes because everything points um, to, to the fact that this law is going to get passed. So yeah, I think Javier Milei is gonna is this phenomenon, and it's gonna become like really influential, especially in Latin America. Again, we're seeing that right now. But I believe it's gonna be this figure that the non-socialists are gonna look up to, just like Hugo Chavez was at some point. Uh, for those who don't know, Hugo Chavez was the president of Venezuela, the one who started like this horrible uh, political and economical model. Um, well, he became this figure, this leader of Latin America. Isabella can tell you this. He was like really close to Lula, to to all of the lefties of the region, and Venezuela became kind of the the, the wallet, right? The, the the ones who financed every single leftist movement. Well, I believe Javier Milei is going to be the opposite, uh, not not by financing other movements, but I think he's inspiring. Um, he's inspiring uh, other politicians, you know, in the region to be more like him. So if he succeeds at what he's trying to do, I'm pretty sure Latin America is going <laughs> to abandon that cycle of being, you know, a socialist uh, and, and it's probably going to become a really thriving region. 
Boy, that is really fascinating. And that is Esteban Hernandez Ramos. Thank you so much. Isabella, we have just about a minute left. And um, um, we're talking about business. I think one of the things that's really important that uh, we teach our students here in America, but probably also as you're working with all of these women, is there is a difference between cronyism and capitalism. And I do think that, that a lot of people have seen cronyism and don't understand capitalism. What's your final thought on all this? <clears throat> About 30 seconds, Isabella. Well, uh, it's, they, it's something that we need to teach in high school because when you have the government helping some businesses, this is not capitalism. Business should be there, out there, working by themselves. And if they fail, nobody should help them. So it's not part of the government role to help any businesses. So we are very much against cronyism and we are supportive of capitalism. Well, thank you so much. And I think we need to continue to to um, define that for people, um, both here in America and in Latin America. Esteban uh, Hernandez-Ramos, thank you so much. Isabella Patriota, uh, thank you. This has been really fascinating. And um, let's onward and upward. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Esteban, as well. Bye. Take care. And our quote for the end of the show, I went to Javier Malay, and he said this. He said, Mickey Mouse is the aspiration of every Argentine politician because he is a disgusting rodent who everybody loves. So, my friends, today be grateful. Listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. The views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. And when government gets bigger, the individual gets smaller. The latest in politics and world affairs. For thee, but not for me. And I agree that we got to change that. Today's current opinions and ideas. If, in fact, you are working for the man, it's a new form of slavery. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team. That's producer Joe, Luke, Rachel, uh, Nicole, Zach, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday, producer Joe. Happy Wednesday, Kim. And uh, uh, a lot going on in the world out there. So check out my website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity. 
by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And government ultimately comes down to force. Socialism is not about free stuff. Ultimately, it comes down to force. And again, if something's a good idea, you don't need force to implement it. Uh, my friends, I thought I'd go ahead and, and continue to articulate that we are focusing on issues uh, and not personalities and not people. Uh, now, I do have concerns uh, regarding, um, from time to time, people that are pushing forward certain policies, and I will bring their them, their names forward from time to time, uh, time to time. But ideally, I want to be focused on issues so that you can get your brain around these issues. We're not going to we're we're going to be talking about issues versus people and personalities. Uh, and certainly we'll stay out of the personality realm, but we will let you know about people that are pushing forward policies that are antithetical to the American idea. So with that, first of all, I want to say thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. Uh, they are just uh, great sponsors and, and good friends, and I really do appreciate them. So let's get right into it. Our word of the day is devolve, D-E-V-O-L-V-E. It's an intransitive verb. It's to pass on or delegate to another. That's number one. Two, to cause to roll onward or downward. Uh, and number three, to be passed or transferred to another. And Denver is, uh, and the Front Range, generally is devolving into a total disaster. And I mentioned in the first hour uh, that I had uh, gone into Denver for an event last night, and I could not believe the trash that was uh, all around uh, at, at the exit at I-25 going on to University North. I, I could not believe it. And uh, this is because of terrible policies, people not being responsible for themselves. And this whole, let, let me see, something just came in uh, from one of our listeners. It says, um, subsidized housing is both socialism and cronyism. Uh, and you are so right on that. Uh, subsidized housing is, uh, and it's the, the nickname now is affordable housing. But it is making people dependent on government. And then also government is choosing which different developers will be getting these contracts for this uh, subsidized housing. So excellent point. And we are devolving into uh, really a disaster. And Denver used to be such a beautiful city. Our quote of the day, because we talked with uh, Esteban Hernandez-Ramos and Isabella Patriota in the first hour. And Isabella uh, is, uh, her country of origin is Brazil, and Esteban's is Venezuela. Uh, I pulled this quote from Javier Malay, who's the new president of Argentina. He was born in 1970. He's an economist. He said, today is the end of Argentina's decline. Today is the end of the model of an omnipresent state that impoverishes Argentines. And I think that people that have grown up under socialism and communism understand it so much more. We are taking so much for granted here. And um, part of it is because our education system has tried to demonize capitalism when, in essence, what they're describing, they want to demonize as cronyism, where government, big government and big business get in bed with each other. Perfect example, perfect example is this uh, headline that we have regarding XL Energy. You know, they've been towing the line of, of Democrat policies 
and the Colorado Department of Health and, and um, Environment and Public Health. And uh, so now it says XL Energy uh, is proposing a $171 million natural gas rate increase, which is just un- under a 10% increase for everyday Coloradans. If we're not getting squeezed enough, uh, so not only are we having to pay for these policies of the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, Jared Polis is in charge. Everybody walks in step to what he says. He tries to hide behind all of these terrible policies uh, by saying he's a libertarian. And any of these national pundits that are buying into that is uh, doing us a real disservice here in Colorado uh, because Governor Polis actually appoints all of these bureaucrats that are making all of these decisions. So XL Energy has been towing the line, wind, solar, you know, supposedly this is going to be affordable. It's going to be abundant. It was going to be efficient. No, 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 that's not the case. Uh, what is really going to happen is we're going to see because of, of um, this uh, 170 million natural gas increase, uh, people will see a 10%, almost a 10% increase in their, their XL bills. And then we need to connect the dot to Polis and company putting in policies, rules, regulations that are making it more difficult for our natural gas producers to explore and develop for natural gas. While back at the ranch, we in Colorado are sitting on uh, a whole bunch of natural gas that they want to keep in the ground and they want to increase the cost for everyday people. And so we're paying for people coming across the border. We're paying uh, more for our energy. Uh, we're paying more for our food. We're paying more for everything. And it's because of public policy. It's so important to connect that dot. Uh, our, our quote of the, or our bill of the day is Senate Bill 24050, a Colorado workforce demonstration grants pilot program. And uh, cut, we've taken a position on that, the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. And this is an all-volunteer group. The current board, they're doing a great job, is Steve Dorman, Greg Goliansky, Russ Haas, Bill Hamill, Carl Honiger, Rob Knuth, John Nelson, Joseph O'Loughlin, Wendy Warner, Martin Nielsen, Remy Johnson, and Mary Jansen. Join us. Go to uh, coloradotaxpayer.org and uh, join us. It's $25, and you will then get our weekly email uh, of our positions that we're taking on legislation. And we send that email to all of our legislators as well as the governor. And this is the position that we took on this uh, Colorado Senate Bill 24050. I said, uh, government grant programs take money from creators, innovators, and job creators and redistribute to special interests who administer the grant programs. This is not the proper role of government, but this is another definition of cronyism. And they're not creating any jobs. How can they know how to train for jobs that the businesses need? Reduce rules, reduce regulations, reduce taxes so that private enterprise can um, see needs and and answer that with products and services. So let's see here. Um, Let's see. I'm going to get to just a couple of uh, text messages. It says, uh, Kim, please remind people how much um, our utility bills have gone up over the last three years. Utility bills have doubled. And just think about if people were able to keep that money in their pocket, then they would spend that on things that they want to do or they would save and invest it. But instead, it is, again, because of cronyism between Excel and the Colorado state government. 
our uh, the cost to heat our homes, cool our homes, run our computers, all that, as uh, as this listener said, doubled within the last three years. Another listener said, we need to create and use a new word to describe the American idea, the American design. The design is unique and it is exceptional. Capitalism is misused because capitalism is not a form of government. I suggest we use Americanism. That is a great idea. I think that uh, we need to really consider that. Uh, Let's see, just a couple of headlines. Oh, this again came in. I think this was from Richard the Limo Guy regarding Jamie Dimon who is uh, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. And this is from Yahoo Finance. It says, mounting U.S. debt will eventually spark a rebellion in markets around the world. And that's because $7.6 trillion of U.S. government debt is held by foreign entities in countries like Japan and China. It goes on to say it is a cliff. We see the cliff. It's about 10 years out, and we're going 60 miles an hour. And we do need to do something. One of the things is obviously the spending. And Congress does not, is not doing anything about spending. And uh, we've got to, we've got to address that. So this is from Richard. He says he, uh, Jamie Dimon is a spark, smart guy. And pretty all of them have been liberals right up until this moment when they realize that uh, oh, Biden and again, I paraphrase some of this stuff and the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat party are destroying the country. Uh, but he said, here's a little tidbit. This year, Jamie was given a bonus of $36 million, and that's because it was the best year ever for J.P. Morgan Chase. Another famous investor, Bill Ackman, is also coming out against progressives. And I think, I think Bill Ackman, it was either Penn, the University of Pennsylvania or, or Harvard, uh, uh, recently said he's going to pull some of the money that he was giving to one of those two universities uh, because of these policies. And uh, our listener goes on to say progressive policies, which uh, we rightly point out, have resulted in mountains of trash all around these homeless encampments. Uh, and I did see a meme that, that showed in a homeless encampment with trash everywhere, you know, looked dirty. And it's uh, I think it was in San Francisco and says this is brought to you by the people that have outlawed plastic straws. So anyway, we'll continue the conversation. Today is Wednesday. So it is a Trent Loose Wednesday. We have these because of our sponsors. One of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And he's been in business for 47 years, providing for his family, taking care of his customers, and giving back to the communities. And uh, he can help anyone here in Colorado and uh, most of the contiguous states. Uh, that phone number for the Roger Mangan Insurance Team is 303-795-8855. Again, 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance team is there. Most of us have been there. That surprise crunch when you backed into a car in a parking lot or someone rear-ended you at a stoplight? First thing you do is stop and breathe. Second, say a prayer of gratitude that no one was hurt. Third, look for your insurance card. And fourth, be grateful that you have your insurance with Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Agency. You can breathe easier knowing that you can reach the Roger Mangan team 24-7 when you need them. For that Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance peace of mind, call Roger Mangan today at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine works to protect your property rights at the local, county, state, and national level. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Working with realtor Karen Levine helps you navigate through the process of buying or selling your home. 
Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. The Center for American Values is located... Uh, right here in Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo is known as the home of heroes. And if you go down to Pueblo to the Center for American Values, actually, as you go by their uh, conference center, uh, there, they actually, there are four sculptures of the four Medal of Honor recipients from Pueblo. And it's, it's just really breathtaking. Uh, and, uh, I love what they're doing, honoring our, our, uh, Medal of Honor recipients and also these great educational programs. Last week, Drew Dix, Medal of Honor recipient and co-founder with Brad Padula of the center had an online, um, program for junior ROTC students throughout the country. The center was was full with students in the center, but also online. Uh, but um, Henry Jones, who's one of the board members of the, of the Center for American Values, said one kid came up and hugged Drew and just kind of, they kind of finally had to peel him off of him. And he said, I'm not taking a shower forever or something like that, uh, because it is truly an honor to to get to to meet Drew and and so that was really a great thing for kids. You can get more information by going to AmericanValueCenter.org. That's AmericanValueCenter.org. It is Wednesday. It means that it is a Trent Loose Wednesday. Trent, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Kim. I'm I'm taking a shower though, like every week, every Saturday. <laughs> Don't overdo it, Trent. <laughs> got to conserve on water, got to conserve on electric, because you just don't know when it's going to be available. Oh, you know, that is so interesting that you would mention that. You know how they try to use these different headlines to uh, affect our behavior? I love and I am grateful for my daily hot shower. And I saw a headline a few weeks ago that said uh, something along the line of Americans don't need to take a shower every day or they don't need to take a hot shower every day. And I'm thinking, what business is it of anybody else on how if I take a shower every day? But the reason is, and I think you alluded to it, is uh, they they really are uh, putting in policies. For example, <clears throat> here, excuse me. Here in Colorado, XL Energy is going to pr- pr- be proposing an almost 10 percent uh, hike in our um, rates with XL, uh, and again, it's because of what they're doing regar- uh, regarding public policy and uh, natural gas. So they're doing all these things, and natural gas, you know, can, heats our water heaters, which that goes right directly to a hot shower. So all these things that we take for granted, freedom of mobility, all these things, they are after, they're going after that for everyday people. 
Well, don't forget that water would not be available without electricity. So it's not just the hot water. You would not have water in your house, which means you don't need to have a bathroom in the house. You can go out to the outhouse like our grandparents did. Boy, do I take it for granted. Uh, the modern conveniences of um, we t- and we take it for granted, and all this is under attack. Um, I, the first thing I really wanted to t- well, property rights, and uh, my cousin, one of my cousins in Kansas, sent this to me, and I'm going to have one of the founders on on Friday on the show, but it's called Stand for the Land, Kansas. And it says 63 Kansas counties are targeted for 56 industrial solar projects, 46 industrial wind projects, and 27 various battery storage projects. All this takes a lot of land, takes land out of production. And uh, I think they're probably going to try to take this land via eminent domain. And then here in Albert County in Colorado, uh, my understanding is is that XL is uh, uh, probably going to try to take via eminent domain farmland out there and pasture land out there for a transmission line from probably this wind and solar. This eminent domain thing is really scary, Trent. I've spent so much time on that in the past two years, mostly geared around the CO2 pipeline, which has led to the eminent domain threat. But eminent domain is being tossed around for so many avenues, which you're addressing appropriately. But it doesn't matter what state you're in. We we can find this in Nevada. Nevada, my friend Hank Vogler, who's been ranching on federal land, he runs on 2 million acres with 10,000 sheep, 10,000 ewes and, and cows. And they are removing his ability to use his own land by putting in a 70,000 solar project here, uh, 120,000 wind project here. And 100% of this is because the Inflation Reduction Act has carrots dangling out there. And people like XL, not people, entities like XL are trying to tap into that carrot that was at taxpayer expense. So let's think about what's happening here. You have the taxpayers who are contributing to a dangling carrot so that energy suppliers can go get something that is unreliable, intermittent, and more expensive that who is going to pay for? You and I, the taxpayer. So we are funding our own increase and intermittent availability of electricity. That's how asinine the whole project is. So what can we do to stop this? Uh, well, you know, the, the standard answer, which has never worked, call your legislators. Your legislators need to know. I've actually talked to a Kansas legislator this morning because I knew we were going to uh, do this, and I, I could not have a discussion with her uh, because she's on top of this issue with property rights, eminent domain, and energy, unlike anybody I know. Uh, so I'll talk to Carrie Barth and get back to you on that. But the answer is we, we stopped talking to legislators and start getting loud, and people unite and come together in a loud voice and be so loud that people cannot refuse to pay attention anymore because this one-on-one contacting legislators has had a net zero gain. And I said that, pun intended, with a net carbon zero, which is where they're (laughs) all trying to take us, and that is death. Net carbon zero is death. The human body is 18% carbon. If you're going to go to zero, you're going to have no human beings. That's their plan. It's so interesting you would say, uh, get loud. Uh, and there's so many different issues. Yesterday, uh, I was talking with uh, former state senator Kevin Lundberg 
regarding what's happening at the legislature. And he's also the director of a film called Art Club Movie. Um, well, it's, art, it's called Art Club, and people can watch it for free called artclubmovie.com. And it's the story of Erin Lee and her husband, John, and their family. Their 12-year-old daughter, she was new in school, she was shy, and uh, they were in a new community. I think they were coming out of COVID. And uh, she was invited to art club after school. Well, it wasn't art club. It was uh, an indoctrination, transgender indoctrination. And... uh, They went through authorities, went to the school board, all those things. And finally, a police officer said to them to get loud. And I think the thing is, is I think a lot of human nature, a lot of people that I know, they don't want to rock the boat. They just kind of want to go along, get along, don't want to raise their head up. And I'm not saying this to um, uh, chastise at all. I think it's somewhat human nature. And... And I I think that folks need to realize that if we don't say something, if we don't get loud, if we don't raise our heads up, it's not going to get better. Tyrants and bullies, if you don't stand up to them, they then continue to take more and more power, more and more stuff. And, uh, And as you mentioned, I've gone down to the state legislature here in Colorado and um, some some of the legislators are just downright rude. And some of them do act like they're listening. And then they just go ahead and vote exactly the way they were told to vote anyway, uh, from what I can tell, Trent. I agree with you 100%. And it was Thomas Jefferson. You, you like quotes of Founding Fathers, Kim, and I do too. But uh, this one came to me today. Thomas Jefferson said, I would rather live dangerously in liberty than peacefully in slavery. I agree. I totally agree. And so we do, and and that's one of the things that we're doing on the show is help you get your brain around these issues. And and then we need to organize for, so I'm going to have, I think it's Virginia Macha on, on Friday, who's one of the organizers of Stand for the Land, Kansas. Uh, and I, I need to reach out to my buddies out in Albert County because we need to get loud on this. Uh, the idea that they're using eminent domain to, and I guess in a way we say that taking people's property, eminent domain, people are supposed to be paid, uh, fair market value for the land that is taken. But when they are being paid with something that through inflation is going to devalue, uh, in, and their land would, would increase in value. That doesn't seem fair to me, Trent. Well, it goes way beyond that. First of all, the part that we can never forget is eminent domain was put in place when there was a public use that the land was needed for. This has evolved into anybody that decides they want to use the land, and it all stems back to Kilo versus New London, which was a situation of a lady who owned a property, and the city of New London, Connecticut, wanted the property. They did take it through eminent domain. It's still sitting there today doing nothing. They took the land from the person, and it's sitting there doing nothing. By the way, it was supposed to be a Pfizer research facility was what the reason they took that. That was personal uh, private gain, not public use. But let's just break this down, and it's going to be tough for maybe for people who, who don't understand. We have families and ranches in Colorado, all from east to west, doesn't matter, north to south, all over, that have been in their family since mid-1800s. 
And to have a portion and disrupt your family generational ranching activity to say that they want to, you're going to get a payment. It's not about the payment. It's about what are you doing with my property that has been in my family for five generations that now you're going to tell me how I need to use my property? Isn't this why we went to battle against Britain in the first place? Is that we were told what we were going to pay in taxes. We were told what we were going to do with our property, and the people said no. It it goes back to the Declaration of Independence, and I have to tell you that there is nothing that has happened on any broadcast, any conversation, that has caused me to think more about what is the solution to this than you, and I think it was a caller, who had proposed that we talk about treason. We have treasonous acts happening within this federal government today in so many ways, shapes, and forms. I don't think we can just sit back and say, well, that's just the way that it is. We need to find the right answer to go forward with that. Well, and uh, I'm, I'll leave this hanging out there. And that is, uh, and then we're, we're going to go to break. I'm talking with Trent Luce. And what about these uh, headlines of, or when, uh, um, Obama would say, this is the new normal. And we have to say, wait a minute, no, it's not. And it doesn't have to be that way. So we're going to continue the conversation with Trent Luce. He is a sixth-generation farmer and rancher. We have these important discussions because of our sponsors, and one of those is Lauren Levy. If you are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage could be a great tool regarding retirement and estate planning. It is essential to understand the process. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry and has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, Call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Licensed in 49 states, Kim Monson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, Jansen Photography is located in Lakewood, Colorado. Beautiful property. And Glenn Jansen works magic with the camera. And uh, and the portraits that they, they do of families and children and senior students, uh, they're just absolutely fabulous. And they're true treasures for families for generations. So get more information. Go to JansenPhotography.com. That's JansenPhotography.com. Trent Luce, uh, and we've seen this in different headlines, and that is, is the new normal. And what the, I think they're trying to do is to make people think that um, bigger and bigger government and less and less freedom is the new normal. And uh, we need to push back on that because the normal of the American idea is the sanctity of the individual, property rights, individual liberty, 
And I think people have taken it for granted. And whenever somebody says this is the new normal, I think we need to say, wait a minute. What do you think? I think I'm going to shape my new normal. I'm not going to sit back and let somebody else do it for me. But in case somebody thinks that we're embellishing and we're just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, January 22nd, 2024, the author is Joe Pinkstone. It's originally published in the Telegraph. It's available to you at yahoo.com. Here is the headline, Kim. You have a drum roll? Ready. Have a drum roll. Can we do a drum roll? Well, I don't think we have it, but we'll try to get one. How's that? (laughs) There we go. I love it. Carbon footprint of homegrown food, five times greater than that of conventionally grown food. (laughs) So get in your car and drive to the grocery store and buy your food because you will reduce your carbon footprint. Can it get any more ridiculous than that? Uh, No. Which, as you're saying, Telegraph, Europe, it makes me think of a conversation that we had, uh, I think, when I was on the show with you and Andrew Henderson, uh, which that is your Across the Pond daily show. People uh, can find that at Beck TV, B-E-K-T-V. And why people should care about this imminent domain thing in rural America, And I know many of you think, oh, Kim, you're crazy, tin hat kind of stuff. But here in uh, my town, uh, I had uh, had somebody had told me that the city council wanted all vacant land to be registered with the city. And I'm thinking that's odd, but it probably is setting something up for taxation or something. I'm not quite sure. But what about if we have to start to register how many bedrooms that we have in a house and how many people are living there? Uh, and then what if government would say, and I think Andrew alluded to this, that, that in some place in Europe, they're um, maybe thinking about putting migrants, illegal immigrants, into people's homes. And then we did see Eric Adams in New York City saying that people should voluntarily accept illegal immigrants into their homes. I mean, you see this playing out on property rights. That's why people should care about what's happening in rural America, because some weird stuff could happen in suburbia and uh, urban America. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because so many times, and I fight this on a regular basis, when you start talking about property rights, people automatically think of individuals with large spreads or a big farm, No, that's not the case. Your vehicle is your property. Your thoughts are your property. And we're at the point in time when people are telling you what you need to think. You can't even have your own thought. And this extends way beyond just land. This extends to what about a dog? You know, the same people that say that it's five times a greater impact to the environment to grow home food is also talking about how your pet is a contributing to and your coffee this week we had a note that you should stop drinking coffee because of the environmental impact all of these things are your property and they're telling you you cannot have property that's what they're telling you and and property rights are inherent in the american idea and it's not just physical property but your thoughts your speech 
All of those things. When you mentioned dogs, I, I don't think we said this on the air. And re- remember when Yvonne, uh, Yvonne, uh, not Yvette, Yvette uh, Yvonne was on you, the show. Actually, Trent did a whole show. You have two different shows, and so you recorded one with Yvonne. She'd come down uh, from. Uh, Fort Collins, and she uh, graduated in animal sciences from CSU, and so you wanted to do a, a show with her, and I didn't realize it, but you'd called her Yvette the whole time. And not that I'm going to mention it, though. I just won't mention it. I'm glad it. you're not bringing that up, because I'm not <laughs> happy about it. Well, you know what this means. We're going to have to do it over, Yvonne. Yeah, that's true. But one of the things that she said... Um, Now I've got to make the point, but you know how the animal rights activists are talking about cruelty to uh, beef or or different livestock. Um, And I I guess what it was is when she was talking about bulls becoming steers and uh, we were going through all the different livestock and how, you know, if... um, you know how that happens and she said people say oh that's so cruel that you would do that and she says but remember before you take a pet from an um an animal shelter they want to make sure that those animals do not have the ability to reproduce and so all all everyone you know talks about shelter pets but i thought she made a really important point on that yeah that is a huge point and you know we we steer our bulls so that number one they have less risk of harming themselves because a group of bulls will do that that's just nature of the beast and it produces an efficient food supply and if people want to get all wonky eyed about castrating of farm animals are you going to contribute to the same way and neutering pets because we've had this whole which i've never been in favor of by the way why should somebody tell you you're that's a property rights issue kim Somebody's telling you, you must neuter your pet. What if you want to take your pet and reproduce that pet? Somebody else is telling you, you can't do that. Why? Because we have too many dogs in this country? No. In fact, we need a replacement of 9 million dogs as pets each year in the United States. And we produce roughly 2.3 million new puppies each year in the United States. So where do they come from? Where's the deficit of the difference between 9 million that are needed in replacement and 2 million that we get? They come from out of country. They illegally come from Mexico. So they're coming across the border illegally too? Absolutely, they are. And case in point, during the Trump administration, which obviously we had more scrutiny at the, at the Mexican border than we did prior to or since, what was going on in the pet shelters? If you call any pet shelter, they will tell you that during that four years, they were short on dogs. They had a higher demand for dogs out of shelters than were coming into the shelter. Why? Because that many dogs come into this country illegally with the drugs. Um, and unfortunately, most of them that come into this country are packing drugs, and they're just little drug mules that the cartels are using, but they end up in shelters. That's why the shelters are, have been overrun until the Trump administration and why they're back there now. But their demand is 9 million new dogs each year. Hmm. You know, and there's uh, pets uh, really, um, you know, they really increase quality of life for so many people. Uh, I love dogs. I don't currently have one just because I'm working so much and gone so much, but I would, <clears throat> I do love dogs. So let's, uh, and again, the point that we wanted to make is, is that 
the narrative out there regarding dogs and cats is that they need to be um, castrated, neutered, um, so that they do not reproduce. But then the same people are trying to look at our food supply and saying it's cruel to take a bull and make it a steer. And so I thought that was a really important point by Yvonne on that. Good, good Yvette point. Did fabulous. <laughs> Uh, you and I both like to get names right, and it's so frustrating when we don't because trying to get somebody's name right, it's just a you know, it's just a way to to honor them, respect them. So I'm like you, and when I get it wrong, I I don't like that at all. Okay, next thing, this came in on the text line. It says, "How do we teach people to think more deeply and to be curious?" And that's a super great question. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what you're trying to do. What? How would you answer that? Hunger. Oh, gee, don't say that. I don't know another way. You know, my dad's a farmer, and and, uh, he, he said that one of the ways to control people is through food. And he was always proud to be an American farmer. He said, you know, my my goal is to make a living for my family and to feed people not only in America, throughout the world. And American Farmer has done a really good job on that. Remember how you used to see all these different uh, ads regarding uh, trying to uh, solve world hunger? I don't really see those ads. Of course, I guess I don't watch much TV anymore, but I don't see those ads anymore. Um, am I missing it, or are they still out there? No, I don't see it anywhere. I don't watch television either per se, but uh, you you would see that in just your everyday habits, and I don't see it. But I do see growing, speaking of Andrew, and this momentum is starting in the European Union, and we're going to carry it through here, but the uh, they've developed a whole slogan campaign around no farmers, no food, and that's the message we really need to send to the world consumer, is that we must be there in support of the farmer because farmers are involved in producing food and fuel, and we typically forget about the fuel aspect that a farmer can be a part of creating. And that's why this whole eminent domain thing that we're talking about in Kansas, Elbert County here in Col- in Colorado, uh, that um, you know taking people's land is uh, for this this agenda. Uh, it's a really a political agenda. Um, and again, I think it's it's actually deeper than that. It, it ultimately will take uh, land out of production for food. And the other thing is, is through rules and regulations, they're making it more and more difficult for farmers and ranchers to make a living. You know, that whole wolf introduction thing on the western slope. Uh, if, if the people in Boulder and Denver wanted wolves, I think that they should have dumped them into Boulder and Denver, uh, not on the western slope. Uh, and, and in that piece of legislation, or not legislation, that initiative, um, it actually said that the wolves would be introduced west of the Continental Divide. And I thought, wow, that is crazy that people would vote, have the power to vote on something that was going to affect somebody else so significantly, Trent. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to property rights every single time we turn around. People can't relate to it far too often, but that's really what it's about. And, and crippling the food system. It's just a crippling of the food system. Releasing 50 wolves over a 10-year or a 5-year period of time is going to make an impact. You know, one reason, Kim, that we, we talk about animal welfare is that we don't want to stress animals. 
what do you think a constant predator does to the stress level of an animal? And what's the first thing that suffers when a plant, a human, or a food animal is stressed? Reproduction. It's God's way of a natural instinct of pulling back to protect the species. Well, that wolf is doing nothing but increasing the stress level in the environment. And that's exactly what the farmer, the rancher tries to minimize every single day. How do we reduce stress in what we're producing? Um, absolutely. And that's all. We have a whole bunch more to talk about. Trent Luce, um, I, I know that we're going to have a number of callers calling in here, so we're going to go to break. I'm talking with Trent Luce, sixth generation farmer and rancher. want to say thank you to the Harris family for their goal sponsorship of the show. And another great sponsor is John Boson with Boson Law. Boson Law fights for clients who've been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless, reckless, or wrongful conduct of others. Whether injured in a car accident, suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug, or need help fighting for medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boston Law is the law firm you need in your corner. Time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That number again is 303-999-9999. Call now. Focused and wise marketing is essential for your success, especially during tough economic times. If you love the Kim Munson Show, strive for excellence and understand the importance of engaging in the battle of ideas that is raging in America. Then talk with Kim about partnership, sponsorship opportunities. Email Kim at KimMunson.com. Kim focuses on creating relationships with individuals and businesses that are tops in their fields. So they are the trusted experts listeners turn to when looking for products or services. Kim personally endorses each of her sponsors. Again, reach out to Kim at KimMunson.com. Franktown Firearms is unlike any other gun store or range. My name is Tony, and I'll tell you why I first started going to Franktown, because my children wanted me to get comfortable with firearms. Franktown Firearms, it's not the kind of experience you get anywhere else. I'm not familiar with firearms, and they just took their time and really gave me the time of day to know that I was an appreciated customer of theirs. Tactical Fun Night is an absolute blast. To move and shoot, walk and reload and turn corners and hit moving targets. I've been to ladies' nights a few times, and the range safety officers um, helped my friend who I brought who'd never fired a gun before. I felt very comfortable. I could just shoot to my comfort level. I didn't have to show up anybody or no one was trying to show me up. They let us go to the range and try the firearms before we bought them. All of the staff there really took their time with me. After going in there for the first time, we realized we didn't need to look at any other gun stores. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. On the line is sixth-generation farmer and rancher Trent Luce. It's a Trent Luce Wednesday, and uh, phone, phone lines are getting pretty full. We've got a lot coming in on the 
text line as well. That text line is 720-605-0647. But Paula Sarles is on the line. I talk about her every day. Uh, she is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. And she and her team are working diligently to raise the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial. It's at 6th and Colfax. And it was uh, dedicated in 1977. It's, it, it is time for a remodel. And, my friends, as we see those trying to tear down our history and tear down our monuments, tear down our me- memorials, we each need to step forward and do something to to uh, thwart that. And one of those things is is to help with the um, raising the money for the Marine Memorial. But Paula Sarles has something else to talk about. Paula Sarles, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Kim. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I have a different hat on today. But before I do that, for Valentine's Day, buy a brick for your veterans. Great idea. For the memorial. And um, But what I'm here to talk about is the inaugural Women Veterans of Colorado Conference that we are co-hosting with the Division of Veteran Affairs has a new women veterans coordinator that our uh, veterans in Colorado have been fighting to get for 20 years. And last year we had her appointed and we're helping her fulfill our mission of getting information out to women veterans. And it coincides with the 50th anniversary of our Women Marines Association chapter. So we thought it was a perfect fit, and we're going to have a big party and lots of fun. So is it only women veterans who can attend? No, anybody can attend. We want women veterans have are uh, free. We have a sponsor to pay for them, and then everybody else is $40, and we want supporters of women veterans to come and show their support, too. And it, it'll tell some about um, services. We start out in the morning at uh, 10 o'clock with a professional military education to help active-duty women and others that want to learn about benefits and help their spouses and stuff um, and leadership. They'll talk about leadership, and that's going to be led by Colonel Sheila Scanlon, who is the chair of the Board of Veteran Affairs, and she's my vice president of the Women Marines Association. She's also a professor at the War College. Okay, uh, well, so when... when, when is this, uh, Paula? It's going to be February 10th, so it's just a little over a week away. You can register at WMACO, and the number one, dot org. And I wanted to mention our keynote speaker for the luncheon that starts at 1130 is Nicole Malik- Malachowski. She's an Air Force colonel, retired the first F-15 pilot. She has over 188 combat hours and 2,300 hours in different, six different aircraft. And you need to interview her because she's got a great story. We need to make that Um, happen, Paula Sarles. And again, people can get more information at WMACO1.org, correct? That's right. Okay. And, uh, again, great event. Um, last point you'd like to make, Paula? 
Well, we just want everybody to come out. Our national president of WMA is going to be there as a special guest speaker, and we're uh, making a couple special presentations, so we'd love to have people come out and uh, help us make this a good event. Uh, absolutely. More information, WMACO1.org. And it is February 10th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Doubletree Inn in Aurora. And, Paula, I know we're going to talk again to you t- with you tomorrow. Uh, and um, thank you. You do such great work, and I'm honored to call you my wow, friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And uh, Trent Luce, this is going to be a great event. Uh, Trent's still on the line. We've got Doug in Douglas County on the line. Doug, what's on your radar? Um, you know, we are being killed by a thousand cuts on all these things. You know, you talked earlier, or, you know, the rape trees on the illegal southern border. You know, that's devastating at the absolutely demonic things to the women and girls that were raped, but it also, you know, they can get pregnant, and then that's another debacle where they have babies or they have abortions, they have all sorts of stress. Um, you see, you talk about being loud, that's absolutely right. There's a website called Nurses Out Loud uh, that are exposing a lot of stuff in the medical field, you know, especially with all the COVID stuff. Um, because politicians don't listen, but being loud, um, you, you actually recruit more people to help your voice have a bigger impact and multiply that and compound that to the politicians. Uh, and it helps educate people to see what's going on. So we need to stand up, we need to talk, we need to expose this stuff, and you need to be loud to do that. Respectful, but loud and confident and articulate like you guys are every time I listen to you. I'm so proud of you, Kim, and and, uh, Trent. You guys are awesome. Just keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. God bless America. Well, thank you, Doug. And to the point, and I think we want to make this Trent, and then we're going to get to Eric, is when we talk about being loud, and I think Doug alluded to that, it doesn't mean yelling. What it means is understanding the issues and then engage with people in conversation. Your quick comment on that, and then we'll get to Eric, uh, Trent. Well, I do have a quick comment, and I want to talk to Eric, and thank you, Doug, for the kind words. But there was something I needed to add uh, previously, as I had the great opportunity to interact, not in person, but via a phone call and an interview with Betsy Prenz Sims. Do you know who that was, Kim? No. Excuse me, Betty, not Betty. Betsy, Betty, Betty Prenz Sims passed away on December 11th, 2023, just over 30 days ago, at the age of 104, and she was the oldest living female Marine still alive. Oh, my gosh. I've got to make sure that she, I bet uh, Paula knows her. So, okay, we've got uh, we've got Eric on the line. One minute, Eric, and then we're going to get to Yvonne. So, Eric, what's on your radar? Hey, Trent. Uh, you're a great American. I'll give you my Eric. burrito recipe. Hi, buddy. I'll give you my burrito recipe if you move down to Colorado and run for governor. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> I, I just wanted to uh, specify when uh, they were holding that Homeland Security uh, committee, uh, committee yesterday about Mayorkas, that Benny Thompson, the uh, Democrat, 
ranking member from Mississippi. He is horrible. I don't know if you saw that. Them Democrats are evil, evil people. It's like they hate this country. Trent? It is just Satan in the, in our lives yeah. in every way, shape, or form. They are evil. And it's the thing about it is they used to worship Satan and do it behind closed doors. Now they put it in our face. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. And then Corey Bush, a Democrat yeah. from uh, Missouri, she's paying her husband to secure her. We got Bonnie Willis paying her boyfriend. I mean, all these black people, they suck. I'm the only one, only Republican (laughs) black man that don't. Much love, Thank you. Thank you, Eric. And Yvonne, we've got 30 seconds. Yvonne, what's on your radar? Hi, really quick. Well, um, hello to both of you. Hi, Trent. And I just wanted to um, quickly say that um, at Perspectives 101, tomorrow, we, uh, speaking of the border, um, are having an event on the border crisis. And that will be with retired ICE field office director John Fabricatore. It's going to be amazing. It'll be in Loveland at um, Valley Christian Church in Loveland. Again, at Valley Christian Church in Loveland at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. For questions, you may, uh, or to get an invitation, email perspectives101.info at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. Again, that's perspectives101.info at gmail.com. Trent Luce, we're out of time. Great conversations. Uh, tons of stuff on the, the text line we're going to have to address next week. Uh, but have a great week and keep up the good work. Thanks, Kim. Always a pleasure. See you soon. Okay. And our quote for the end of the show is from Javier uh, Malay, the new uh, president of Argentina. He said, Mickey Mouse is the aspiration of every Argentine politician because he is a disgusting rodent whom everybody loves. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honest, honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.